our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you doing? Working on a home improvement project, perhaps? Well, call us first at 1 888 Money Pit 888-666-3974. From coast to coast, from plumbing to paneling, from landscaping to new laundry rooms. That's what we do. We're here to help you get the job done. You know, it's been a very, very wet spring. And in fact, you might be surprised to learn that there could, in fact, be a sponge under your roof shingles. That's right. Oh, a sponge. It's a sponge. It soaks up all of the water that gets through the roof shingles and pretty much stays there indefinitely. Well, if you have uh, felt under your roof like most of us do, you know, tar paper, that's exactly what this product seems to be doing. There are some new synthetic alternatives that fortunately have just hit the market. We'll be telling you about the new improved roofing systems coming up in just a bit. And this spring might feel more like winter in your part of the country, but it's not too early to start thinking about how you're going to cool your home this summer. Now is the perfect time to give your air conditioning system a good once over. We're going to tell you what it takes coming up. And if you call us right now at one money pit not only will you get the answer to your home improvement question, but you might get a chance at winning a great RYOBI OnePlus tool because we've got a pole pruner to give away. It's one of RYOBI's new lawn and garden products. It's worth a hundred bucks. If you want to win it, you have to call us now at one 888 Money Pit and be willing to come in the air and ask your home improvement question. You can also go to our website at moneypit.com and email us a question by clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. Leslie, who's first? Heavy in New York has a heating issue. What's happening? Tell us about it. Um, what I wanted to know is um, my uh, breaker switch keeps cutting off periodically and um, I was wondering, it's a 20-watt breaker, 20 and should, mm-hmm. can I change it up to a 30? Will that stop it from breaking all the time? Uh, it will, but you might burn your house down in the process, Heavy. You're kidding. (laughs) No, it's doing its job. If you have a 20-amp breaker, you said 20-watt. I know that you mean 20-amp. If you had a 20-amp breaker, the breaker is designed to turn the electrical circuit off 
before the wire heats up and causes a fire. So if you have a number 12 wired circuit, number 12 copper wiring is rated at 20 amps. So if you uh, pull more than 20 amps, the breaker trips because it's saying to you, heavy, you're putting too much current on the circuit. You need to move some appliances around, turn off whatever you're using because I can't take it anymore. I'm going to trip and save your house. Now, for you to take that out and put a 30-amp breaker in there would let that wire heat up and potentially cause a fire. So the solution here is to try to figure out why it's pulling more than 20 amps. And if you have a... Yeah, did you just put in a new appliance? Have you changed something within the electrical system of your house? I did. The the lighting, I had fluorescent lights, and then we put in these halogen uh, uh, track lighting all the way through. And that even, they, they burn so hot, it's like... That's heat. <laughs> 20 amps is a heck of a lot of amps to pull out of a lighting circuit. I suspect that something else might be wrong here. Um, what you're going to want to do is have an electrician come in, put an amp probe on the circuit. They can do that from the panel. It basically hooks around the wire and it reads what how much current's going through it. Uh, and then turn all the lights on the circuit, everything you got in that circuit, turn it on all the way, see how much power you're pulling. It's also possible that there's a short here somewhere that's causing this to trip. But this is definitely an issue that needs to be addressed. The solution is clearly not putting a bigger breaker in. That would just be very dangerous. I was about to do something very stupid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help you out. Heavy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Kevin in Florida, welcome to the Money Pit. What's going on at your house? Um, at the present time, I'm, I have a project that I need to do pretty soon. I have to replace the baseboard trim on all my floors due to a, a pipe burst that I had in my home that soaked everything. Well, it's a bad reason. It's a bad reason, but it's a good project. Right, but my problem with trim is this. So I have tried for years. I'm cutting my trim when I come to corners, inside corners, outside corners. Regardless of what it is, when I have to put the 45 in the joint where, two, where a corner comes together, I can never get the corners to match. It's always I always wind up with a V, either at the top or the bottom, no matter how I try to cut this. I've tried it with miter boxes. I bought me the compound miter saws. All right, Kevin. Kevin, have you ever have you ever learned how to do a coped joint? A coped joint? No, I recently purchased a book that explained to get get a coping saw. Right. It starts with a coping saw. That's right. <laughs> and the coped joint. And now we're talking about the inside corner here. That is the secret. Right, you can't do this one. On the yeah, outside this doesn't one. work on the, in- the outside, but it works on the inside. And uh, let me give you the radio explanation, assuming, I mean, because you can't uh, see what I'm talking about, I will explain to you how it works. You take one side of the baseboard and you don't do anything to it, but just nail it to the wall. So that's easy. The only thing you have to be careful when you put baseboard molding in is that underneath the drywall, where the drywall stops, there's usually a little bit of a gap. Just make sure the baseboard ends up fairly flat. It doesn't tilt in. If it tilts one way or the other, that's one way to have a, uh, a gap. Now, the side that's going to go against that, you basically cut that in a 45-degree angle, and then you follow the cut line, and you cut all the material away that is that makes up that 45. You sort of cut it back the other way, so you end up with a thin edge, and that's what we mean when we say a coped joint. And then when you press that against the piece that's solid, it get, comes in nice and tight, and it never shows a gap, and that's the way you install molding. Okay, so one quarter would re- remain flat without a 45. Shouldn't cut mm-hmm. a 45 on both pieces. And the other one has a normal 45, except that you're going to take that coping saw and cut everything away 
that makes up that 45 degree angle except for the very fine line between it and the surface. And once you cut that away, follow the curve of, the, of whatever molding you have at the top, if it has an OG design, whatever it has. When you press that up against the other piece, it's going to be nice and tight. And here's one more trick of the trade. If you have a piece that's, say, like 10 feet long, you want to make it like 10 feet and a half inch. Well, you want to make it a little bit long so that when you put the molding in, it ends up sort of bowing out in the middle a little bit. And as you press it against the wall, it expands. It makes that joint even tighter. and It'll never, ever come out. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Difficult to explain a coping yeah. joint over the radio, but I think we did a pretty good job. And you know what? Molding can be difficult, but once you've got the patience to sort of tackle yeah. this project, it really does do an amazing amount of benefit to the room. So take the time, do it right, and buy a less expensive baseboard so if you make a mistake, you can have plenty of lumber to work on. You know what of. one of the greatest uh, tricks of the trade is that I ever heard about uh, the coping saw? Yeah, let me hear it. Take the blade out and turn it the other way. So normally when you buy a coping saw, it comes so the blade will, will, will cut on the pull stroke. Take it mm -hmm. out and flip it around so it cuts on the push stroke. Just like a handsaw, you have a lot more control yeah. when you're trying to do trimming. Interesting. You know what? In snooping around the web, there's nwrenovation.com, and they have uh, visual pictures of each step of coping. So if you, if you got lost, you can look it up. There you go, Earl. Thanks again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mel in New York is trying to tackle some bathroom odor from the sink. How can we help? Okay, it's uh, something that's been, you know, developing over time, and I didn't want to use any corrosive material or anything else to pour down there to get rid of it. So, you know, there's like a tube leading to that trap, and I used alcohol, which seemed to have gotten rid of most of the, looked like a fungus actually growing on the tube leading to the trap. Yeah, it's drainage gunk. <laughs> it's nasty stuff that forms in there. Is it a sink that you use often, or do you rarely use this room? It's in the uh, downstairs bathroom. It's used uh, completely all, all the time, the time okay. every morning and night. Yeah, well, what happens is you get some deposits inside the pipe, and if you want to clean it out, what I would recommend you do is, is take the trap off, which is under the sink. That's the U-shaped part of the pipe. And you're going to find that that trap is probably coated with all sorts of deposits from the water and the, everything else that's gone down there. You know, the toothpaste and, and everything else that goes down, the soap scum, all of that sort of sticks to the side of the pipe. And it needs a good solid cleaning. Or you could get a, a drain brush, which is like a long sort of snaky, flexible brush and clean it out from the top side. Um, but that will probably uh, get rid of most of what is causing your odor. Oh, great. And you know what, Mel, if you want to maintain it, Roto-Rooter has an enzyme sort of liquid that you mix into hot water and you pour it down all of your drains once a month. And that maintains keeping that gunk at bay and keeping that odor down and just sort of naturally breaks things down. It's not hazardous for your system at all. Well, that's good advice. Mel, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to The Money Pit. So, Money Pit fans, do you want to get your outdoor retreat ready for Memorial Day? It is right around the corner. Well, we can help. Call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Coming up, roof leaks cause major structural damage, right? We know yep, this ding, is ding, true. Ding. But what you might not know is it may not be the shingles that cause the damage. There could Ooh. be another part of your roof system that causes even more harm to your house and home. We'll tell you what it is and what to do about it next. 
I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews from members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3 in 1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, because if you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning a great prize. We've got a Ryobi One Plus Pole Pruner to give away today. It is an 18-volt pole pruner. It's very small and light, but very powerful. It's great for trimming small branches and limbs. It's worth 100 bucks and comes with a battery and a charger that can be used in any Ryobi One Plus tool. If you want to win it, call us now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. And you got to ask us a question on air, folks. You really got to be willing to talk to us because not only do you get the cool prize, you get the answer to your question. So it's a win-win situation. And your question might be... What's that weird stain on my ceiling? Where's all this water coming from? I've got a leak, but what do I do about it? Well, most likely your roof is at fault, but don't be so quick to blame those shingles. Well, if it's not the shingles, then what the heck's wrong with my roof? It's most likely the fact that you've got traditional roofing underlayment, also known as tar paper and 30-pound felt. It's a really outdated material that's still used today on roofs all over the place, and you might even have it already there. And it's outdated because it tears easily and it easily absorbs water. And that means that if water's getting underneath your roof's coverage, it's going to stay pressed against the wooden decking for weeks. Or worse yet, it's going to find a way and that water is going to get into your home and could cause some major structural damage. You know, that's right. It takes only 25% moisture content in wood to awaken the decay organisms. And that's what really starts the trouble because you get mold that follows right after that. And there are better underlayments out there that can actually solve this problem. For example, Grace has a synthetic underlayment called TriFlex Extreme. It's synthetic and it's slip resistant, wet or dry, which is very cool if you're a do-it-yourself roofer or if you're a professional roofer. It's nice to have a product that you're not going to sort of slip and break your neck with working on a roof. It can also be left exposed to the elements for up to six months. Now, that's kind of cool because, you know, technically, Leslie, when you put tar paper on a roof, if it rains, you're supposed to replace it. How many times have you ever... I have never seen that done. And as far as I know, I can't control the weather, so... (laughs) Last time you checked. Last That's time I checked. As powerful as you I have are. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, you know, this stuff can be left out for six months, which just makes it much more practical because if you're doing a roof and you get a rain, you can just sort of not worry about the water getting through it and then go ahead and complete your roofing shingle project after that. And that's just pretty cool. Yeah, and some other cool tips are that the TriFlex, it's super strong. It's not going to tear away from nails or any of your fasteners, even in really high winds. If you want some more information on Grace's family of weather barriers for your roofs, for windows, doors, even decking, visit www.graceathome.com. Or call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Bill in New Jersey, how can the Money Pit help you? Okay, yes, my problem is I have uh, the top half of my house is vinyl-clad aluminum siding. And the past couple of years, I noticed it's, uh, and the bottom half is uh, cedar shakes. And I noticed the siding uh, is, like, bleeding down onto the shake. In other words, uh, is there any way that could be treated, the siding? What are you seeing on the shakes? Are you seeing paint or are yeah, you seeing black stains? Yeah, I know what he's talking stains? about. He's got, he's got uh, basically a painted aluminum trim or painted aluminum siding, and it's bleeding off of that onto the cedar. That's because the paint is deteriorating through you know just the wear and tear of the rain, acid rain, exposure to the sun, and so on. So the paint surface is deteriorating, and it's releasing. It's kind of chalking down on top of the siding. So the only solution there is to repaint the siding, and you can do that. You can clean, prime, and repaint paint the siding 
Um, and but then, of course, after you're done, you'll have to clean and uh, prime and paint the cedar the or cedar stain as well. it as well. But you have to start with the siding. The siding is basically the finish is basically wearing out on that, and that's what's going on. Do you want to use a paint sprayer to put the paint on the aluminum siding? It's a lot easier, and you get into the nooks and crannies a lot easier too. Yeah, I think and it's looks more do uniform. I bet absolutely. Is special paint? No, actually, uh, you know, a, a standard house paint will work very well on aluminum siding. Get it clean, get it dry, prime it, paint it, and you're done. Bill, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thank you very much. Talking to Janine in Pennsylvania, what's happening at your Money Pit? Hi. Um, yeah, we're in the middle of um, redoing our bathroom, and uh, it's actually just an investment house. And um, the bathtub is a really ugly robin egg blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I like that color. So, uh, it's nice, but not for bathtub. <laughs> And uh, not this decade, as my husband said. <laughs> um, we would like to know of a product um, to cover that. Well, you you, you can um, you can recoat your bathtub. You can refinish the porcelain on it. But what I've found was that most of the products that are commercially available for that. Unless you're taking the tub out and having it completely reglazed, the do-it-yourself products are not that durable. They look good for patching, but in a big situation, it doesn't really stay as nicely. It doesn't look as smooth. I mean, unless you are like a master applicator of this stuff, it really needs to be done by a pro. You might be better off trying to decorate around it. You know, I mean, keeping the blue and, oh, and changing bad, the colors. Though. That bad, huh? <laughs> It's bad. Well, you know, replacing your bathroom is always a good investment. It gives you good resale value, so <laughs> that might be your next choice. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome, Janine. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Stewart in New Jersey, you are on the Money Pit. What can we do for you? I have an old bungalow-type house. It's about 100 years old, and the cement foundation is buckling outwards on about one and a half sides of the house, so that only half of the house is sitting on half of the foundation. Is there a way I can fix it myself? Mm, that sounds like a pretty serious problem, Stuart. Is there is there a basement associated with this foundation, or is it a crawl space? Nothing, neither. So somehow, the, so it, is it a slab? Yes. All right, so somehow the foundation wall has twisted, and the house is inside of it? Whoa. That's a pretty serious issue. Um, normally what you have to do in a case like this is you have to rebuild that part of the foundation, but before you can do that, you have to support the roof structure and the weight that's being applied to it using a technique called needle beaming. Basically, what happens is there are beams that are put through the load-bearing portions of that side of the wall that take the weight off the foundation so that the foundation can be dug out, straightened out, and then basically repaired. Is it the foundation that's bent, or is it the walls that are bent? Foundation. All right, then it has to be replaced. That's the right way to do this. It's a pretty complicated job, I have to tell you. So how is that done? Is the entire home then lifted off the slab? Not the entire home, just the area where it's attached to the foundation. You have to take the pressure off so you can replace that area. Because imagine what's involved here. You have to dig out the area deep enough to be able to get a footing in and then get the wall rebuilt so it comes up perpendicular under the wall where it's supposed to be. And the only way to do that is to temporarily uh, contain the weight of that exterior wall. A professional would have to do this work? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Way beyond the do-it-yourself. Unfortunately, Stuart, it's a job for a pro, and you want a pro to do it. And if you're smart, you'll have a structural engineer design the repair, because uh, if it ever you ever want to sell this house, 
Uh, it's always better to have sort of the pedigree certification of someone who's licensed to do this. And a structural engineer can prescribe the exact type of repair that you'll need here and then inspect it after it's done. And you'll have that documentation in case there's any question about whether or not it was done correctly. Uh, you can be sh- rest assured it will have no uh, negative impact on the value of your house if you have an engineer involved. Stuart, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, Money Pit listeners, green is the word, and one of the best forms of air conditioning is actually free. We're going to teach you a green home building trick to keep you naturally cool and comfortable next. You live in a Money Pit! This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. What are you doing? What are you working on? You know, Putting in a new smoke detector, easy project. Moving a bathroom, hard project. <laughs> Somewhere in between, call us now, one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, folks, before the break, we were talking about green forms of air conditioning, and this truly is the greenest form to keep you cool naturally. You want to know what it is? Absolutely. Plant trees, of course. If you plant some deciduous trees on the south and the west, either or, you can do both to be really helpful on those south and west sides of your home. You're going to create instant climate control. They're leafy trees, so that leafy shade is going to keep your home cool in the summer because it's going to offer a lot of shade. And when it's bare and budding in the winter and months, it's going to help let that sunshine in to keep that house warm and your energy costs down. So with a little planning and a lot of pruning, you're going to be saving a lot of energy dollars naturally. Great tip. You want more tips just like that? You can visit moneypit.com and you can even have our tip of the day show up on your website for free. We give you all the code right there on moneypit.com. Leslie, who's next? Bruce in Texas finds the Money Pit on KEEL. What's going on at your Money Pit? I was wondering about some cracks in my uh, chimney. In other words, I'm not sure how it's made or put together, whatever, but basically, the last two or three years, well, I had some uh, people come in level my house up and i don't think it helped it at all where are you seeing the cracks is it in is it a brick chimney what is the chimney made out of yes ma'am it's brick are you seeing the cracks in the mortar or across the brick itself well uh mortar mostly but i have seen it across the bricks and are you seeing this up near the top of the chimney or is it down near the bottom i I have to weigh down well that's kind of unusual it's it's not unusual to have cracks up near the top uh, there seems to be a lot more movement of the chimney up there. But if you got them halfway down like that, that could be a little unusual. You also mentioned that your house was at a level and you had some work done. Did you have a structural engineer involved in this project, Bruce, or did you just hire a contractor and let him go to it? Uh, no, sir. I suspected that. That probably wasn't the best way for you to go about this because, you know, contractors can often have a little bit of knowledge and sometimes that can be a dangerous thing. What, <laughs> yeah, what right. I would recommend is that you get an independent professional opinion on the structural condition of the house and the chimney, uh, taking into account this repair work that was done and the present condition of the chimney, um, the least I would do, the absolute least I would do is hire a professional home inspector that's an independent inspector that can take a look and give you a sense as to whether or not uh, these cracks are serious or not. If you are really concerned and you want to get a a true expert opinion, you want to go to a licensed structural engineer, that's going to cost you a lot more than a home inspector. Uh, But that's the way to find out what's going on. I would not 
take a chance by speaking to contractors or anybody else that's employed to do repair work. You want an independent professional opinion when you have serious structural issues like this. Bruce, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Rick in Florida, what's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I have a question uh, about some uh, stains on some aluminum flashing on the side of uh, a house. Okay. Actually, these are um, it's townhouses. They're two-story townhouses, about three years old. There's no uh, gutters, and there's about a six-inch aluminum flashing on the side, and uh, it has these black stripes, black stains on it. Uh, it's kind of a textured, you know, aluminum, and uh, we can't get the stains off, and we're wondering if you guys have any ideas. So the flashing, you say it's the edge of the roof, so it's the drip edge flashing that overhangs the roof? Yeah, it, well, it's uh, it's the side. Basically, you, have, you know, you have the roof, and then you have about a six-inch aluminum side where right. you normally would be a, there'd be a gutter, but there's no gutter there, so the water runs right off the roof and kind of runs down that okay. flashing. So that, it's probably painted aluminum. It's probably, I think you're talking about the aluminum trim. What, yeah. what, you, what you could try is an oxygenated bleach in an area like that. You know, any of the, the typical and house wash materials. And when you use that materials. oxygenated bleach, do it on a sunnier day. Because if you can get some sunlight to that area, it helps to activate that oxygen and help it clean even better. Yeah, but here's the trick. Um, you, you Remember that the paint is weak and faded. So you can't scrub too hard or you'll scrub right through it. If that's the case, then you have no choice but then to repaint that. Which can totally be done, even if it's an aluminum trim piece. You should prime it and then you'd have to repaint it. But I would use an oxygenated bleach. Actually, Flood makes a, a house wash that is... Uh, that works well for this, don't they, Leslie? Yeah, one that's really nice is um, it's called Dexwood uh, Cleaner and Brightener. And it works great for all different kinds of siding and wood that's sort of aged and things that are looking a little bit grayed and weathered. And it goes on really easily. And it really does a good job at restoring and freshening and brightening. It works great on vinyl siding, composite materials. It's worth a shot. Okay, yeah, I tried using uh, bleach with a pressure cleaner, and I used... uh bleach, which is like 5 to 1 concentration of bleach, and uh, it really didn't touch it. And then I went up there with soft scrub, and that kind of knocked it down a little bit, uh, but you can still kind of see it. Well, try the oxygenated bleach and and see if that works. If not, I'm afraid you're looking at at a repainting job here. We'll give it a try. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. In Tennessee, you can find the Money Pit on WFHG like Herb does. What's happening at your house? Uh, Yes, ma'am. No, I've got a house made in about 1958, and on the foundation, I guess it was block, and it's been painted probably eight to <laughs> no telling how many times. And <laughs> a lot, I bet. It seems like even after we scrape it and repaint it, it gets moisture in behind it and bubbles up. It's not reactive, I don't think, with the type of paint we're using, so what would you suggest? Is this paint coming off on the inside of the wall or the outside of the wall? The outside of the lower foundation. Okay. Well, um, if you have a lot of coats of paint on there, then you're not getting any adherence here, and that's why it's coming out. Because it's only sticking to the old paint, not to the concrete. Right. And so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to get that paint off of there, strip that paint off of there, and then I would recommend an epoxy paint, Herb, not anything else but epoxy. Because epoxies are the only ones that are really going to stick to the concrete block. And if you do that, if you get the old 
paint off and use an epoxy paint on the outside after that, now you have half a chance of having a real durable surface that's going to work for you for the long haul. And whatever you can do to uh, improve your drainage around that area is going to lessen the amount of water that's being drawn into the concrete block as well. So That's what I wondered. It, it's as, do you think it's as much as what's being drawn into the block oh, absolutely. as what's hitting the surface? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. More so even because it's coming in from underneath right. and deteriorating what is holding on the new paint, which is all the old paint. So if you can control the moisture, you know, check your gutters. Do you have gutters? Are they clean? Yeah, we've got gutters, but I might put an extension pipe on maybe one of them. That's, that's a good idea, Herb. You know, uh, concrete is very hydroscopic. If you had a concrete uh, column that was six inches in diameter of solid concrete and you had an unlimited source of water below, water would run up that concrete column to a height of 5,000 feet before the weight stopped it. Wow. So that's how strong the force of capillarity is with concrete. The key is going to be the epoxy paint. That's right. And it won't take long to know if i got it applied right, will it? <laughs> no, no, you're no, right. it won't. <laughs> I've got an air compressor, so I may wear out an air drill using a wire brush on the end of that. I know that'll get down to it. Better you wear out the equipment than you wear your yourself. elbow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Herb, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, we are deep into spring. Summer's around the corner, and spring might seem too early to think about your air conditioner, but actually, it is the perfect time. So up next, we're going to give you the step-by-step instructions for your spring AC checkup after this. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatru Doors. Thermatru pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatru Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatru's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatru's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatru entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatru.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. 
AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3 in 1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Thinking about tackling a carpentry project? Call us first. Thinking about tackling a plumbing project? Remember, you can't sweat PVC pipes. No, those you have to glue <laughs> together. Any questions along I think those the lines? melting would be a big clue. <laughs> and the odor would sort of set it right off. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we'll give you a great prize if you do. Yeah, that's right. One caller we talked to this hour is going to win a Ryobi One Plus pole pruner. It's a brand new addition to the Ryobi One Plus line, and all of the tools within the whole One Plus system can be interchanged with the same battery and charger. So there is no more clutter around your workshop, and your toolbox is nice and light because it's only one or two batteries. Totally kicks butt, and it's got a telescoping handle that's going to allow you to reach five feet above your head. Give us a call now at one eight 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 Money Pit for your chance to win. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. Don't just call and say, I want to win hey, the Tom prize. Hey, Tom Leslie, okay? can I get that prize? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. you got to work for it. But that's my question. It. We need a question. No, we need a real home improvement what question. What kind of tool can I use to prune the trees outside? Should oh. I paint my house red or white? <laughs> no, no, a real home improvement question. All right. Uh, summer is almost here, so uh, it is a good time uh, to get your air conditioning system working. And you may be thinking, well, it worked last year, so it should work fine this year. Well, you know that Murphy's Law means it may not work fine this <laughs> On year. On the hottest and, day. I, on the hottest day when you have a, a, a whole bunch of your close personal friends. And well, a lot of be, ice cream. They used to be your friends before they came over to your hot house. Now they don't like you anymore. <laughs> Can I tell you where we got married had no air conditioning. And when really? we booked the place, you know, months before our August wedding, and they said there's no air conditioning, we were like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. That was the hottest day ever. <laughs> so I can relate it's all about relevance. You see, exactly. In, in, oh, in yeah, January, air conditioning is not relevant. In August, August, it is. Yeah. So before it turns to be uh, even June or July or August and your AC goes down, you really need to think about getting it serviced. Not only uh, will you make sure it works, you'll make sure, more importantly, that it works efficiently because most of the time it is going to come on. But if you've had a refrigerant leak, for example, over the course of the winter, that means that the air conditioning has to run longer to cool the house as much as it did before. And the longer it runs, the more money it's going to cost for you to cool that house. So you need to get a professional service, the kinds of things that need to be checked. 
correct, include the controls, the refrigerant levels, all of the electrical components. You want to make sure that the evaporator and condenser coils are clean. This is the coil inside mm -hmm. the air conditioner and the coil outside because if the coils are dirty, they cannot exchange the heated and cooled air properly. And so they have to be really, really clean. Uh, there are also filters to be changed and there's a bit of calibration to be done to the thermostat. So those are all things that you really can't do on your own. Now, Tom, that's all for a central system. What if you have window units? Should you bring those in for service as well? Now, on window units, there's really it's really not worth the expense unless it's a really, really big, like a through-the-wall kind of heat pump sort mm -hmm. of unit. Um, so on a window unit, we really don't recommend that because they're, they're just uh, it's just too expensive for the labor. But for a central system, you know, to spend you 100 to bucks, 150 bucks to have the service done, it's definitely a good investment. It will make sure the system's working properly and efficiently, and it will save you money over the long haul. So don't wait in line. Call them now. You'll have your cooling system working perfectly by the time the first hot day rolls around. Call us now if you have a home improvement question. We'd love to talk with you. 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Rob in Washington has a call for the Money Pit. How can we help you? Good. Um, I just built a new house, and we moved in there for about a year or so, and we've noticed that the floors um, is kind of drafty around the floors, and they're really cold. And I was wondering if you have any recommendations for uh, adding some type of insulation barrier for under the house. Uh, in addition to the insulation we have down there right now, which I don't think is doing the job. Um, you have insulation in the floor joist now under the house? Correct. And you know how thick the insulation is? Uh, I'd say it's probably eight inches. Well, that's pretty good. The other thing that you could do is, is this on, over a dirt or a concrete floor? This is uh, dirt. Well, what you want to do is you want to make sure you cover the soil with a vapor barrier. Cover it with plastic sheeting as few seams as possible. And the reason for that is because you're going to get a lot of moisture that's going to evaporate off the soil floor and get into the insulation. And when you take insulation and you make, make it damp, it loses its ability to insulate. In fact, if you add just 2% moisture to, to 8 inches of insulation, it's going to lose about a third of its R factor. So that's why it's important for that to be dry. So I would suggest that you try to dry the area out Add a vapor barrier, make sure you have ventilation on the sides of the foundation, and that will help uh, and get that insulation as dry as it possibly can be. Great. We'll all go try to make that happen. Give it a shot, Rob. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we are going to help one listener solve a problem that has the toilet doing very mysterious things. We're going to help them out next. You live in a Money Pit. This segment of The Money Pit is sponsored by Angie's List. Need work done around your house and don't know who to call? You don't have to guess who's good and who's not. Angie's List has thousands of unbiased reports on local service companies with details from real member experience. Call 888-944-5478 or visit Angie'sList.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Find out what iPodders everywhere are discovering, the ease and the convenience 
of listening to The Money Pit where and when you want. In fact, all of our shows are available to download. You can even search our shows by topic and get the home improvement information you need when you need it, all available for free at moneypit.com. And while you're there, how about clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Patrick did. All right, Patrick says, when I flush my toilet, it will fill up, but it continues to fill up. There are times when I have to open up the back and pull up the lever to shut off the water. How can I fix the toilet from running and running without doing it manually every time? Oh, this is an easy one, Patrick. Now, a manual toilet. I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this is an easy one. And simply what's happening here is the fill valve has completely worn out inside that toilet tank. It just needs to be replaced. It's completely worn out. It's not working anymore. You know, the, the chemicals in the water actually sort of degrade the parts yeah, of the fill valve. And if you use bleach cleansers, it does a lot worse. Right. So what you need to do is you need to turn the water off. You need to flush the toilet, let all the water drain out, then simply replace the fill valve. And while you're at it, the flush valve. Total parts expenditure here, Patrick, we're talking about 15 bucks. Not hard to do. Uh, available everywhere, these parts. All right. Good home improvement. Okay, even we recognize that we cannot possibly solve all your home improvement problems and questions, and sometimes you might actually have to hire a handyman. When doing so, there could be unnecessary trips to the hardware store that can waste time and raise your costs. So how do you make sure your handyman is totally tooled and ready for your project to get done the minute he walks in the door? Well, Leslie has the answer in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, folks, if you've got to hire a handyman, don't be ashamed. Even I do it sometimes. Sometimes I just don't no. feel like doing the work myself. <laughs> you know, it's like we talk home improvement all day. Sometimes you just got to leave it up to somebody else. So if you're paying a handyman, especially by the hour, make sure that you're giving them the thorough information up front. It's going to save you time and it's going to save you money. You want to make sure you meet with this handy person first and lay out in detail everything that you need to have done and all of the materials that are needed to be secured before the project begins. Whether you're going to get them, they're going to get them, find out all these details and get them in writing. Get in writing who's going to bring the materials, who's going to do the cleanup, what happens if there's bad weather. Check their references and include a maximum time frame and cost for the completed job. If you get everything done up front, you will be saving a lot of dollars and the project is going to go much more smoothly. And let me add to that great advice by suggesting that you may find it difficult to get your handyman to actually give you something in writing, sometimes if it's a small project. Make them. No, well, there's a better way to do it. And is a, is a less controversial way to do okay, it. Okay, what simply is it? You know I love controversy. You reverse document what you've asked the handyman to do. So you can sit down after you have the meeting with the handyman and send him a little note. Say, you know, dear Mr. Handyman, per our conversation, uh, I understand you'll be here next Tuesday to replace my toilet for a fee of 350 bucks. And you kind of reverse document. This way you've got everything written yeah. down. You know, and if then he gets there a week later and says, oh, no, I said it was 450 you can say no. I even confirmed it with you by email and you didn't say anything then. So, you know, you kind of, that's the way to do it because maybe they're not the best communicators and you can kind of reverse document and help the whole situation. And it's intimidating a lot of times sitting down with this person. So think yeah. about it before you get in person with this person. Good advice. If you need more tips like that, you can always jump onto our website any time of the day or night. It's moneypit.com. While you're there, check out the Listen section. This is where we keep all of our shows. They're all available for you to listen to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also subscribe to the free Money Pit podcast, currently ranked the number one home improvement podcast in all of iTunes. That's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.
our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>